Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast for the Choice Tracks. I'm Dietrich. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Taj. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. No, I'm, I don't think so. I'm not? Anyway. Somebody's lied to me um, my whole life. Why'd you ponder on that? Let me, let me explain what's going on. So, welcome back to the show. For those of you who don't know, um, we're four guys who like to get together and talk about music. Um, we have two sides of an album. So, if you flip it over on side A, we talk about uh, a theme, and we talk about the music that we love associated with that theme. And then when we flip it over to side B, we talk about an album that one presented to us earlier that we had to listen to, and then we had to pick a choice track off of that album. One of the ones that we actually like and adore. Um, so, with that being said, Tasha, let's go ahead and mix it in and put that needle on track A, side A. <laughs> You're good. All right. So, the topic of this week's episode is um, I call it even kill. I call it love, hate. I call it um, a balance within the world. The reason being is because you might have that one artist that you listen to and that artist comes out with one of your favorite songs and you listen to it all the time. But then later on down the line or maybe in the same album, you listen to one particular song and it just makes your stomach curl. And so it makes you feel even kill about that particular artist itself. It could be an artist. It could be a band. It could be whatever the situation may be. In this situation, we were going with 90s bands, love, hate edition. So in order to top it off, um, I picked a band that I absolutely love. Um, they started in 94. Um, it was one that was put together by uh, a drummer who at the time was in another band. And that band parted ways because of the lead singer passing away, R.I.P. to Kirk Cobain. And, you know, the band that I picked was one that I definitely rocked out with. I still rock out with. If I ever get a chance to like come across one of the concerts or or even some tickets that I might have to steal from somebody, I'll do that. Um, just because you know I definitely love their music and they've definitely grown since you know when they first came out. Um, but there was one particular album that I love more than than ever, and that album was um, "The Color and the Shape," released in '97 by the band Foo Fighters. And on that particular album, I had a song that I just fell in love with right from the jump. Um, my love song on this particular album uh, was a song called Everlong. And Everlong is, is practically, when people listen to it, they think it's about drugs and addiction and everything. But in actuality, it's about... Um, you know, somebody being in love and, and having all of those feelings wrapped up into a, a ball and you can't really do anything with it. You don't know where to go with it. And, you know, you, you just love that person inside out, like mentally, physically. And when y'all start to sing, y'all sound on the same harmony and everything is just beautiful. But it's all like encompassing, wrapped up into that individual and you don't want to let them go. And uh, Dave Rawl, who was uh, the lead singer of the band and actually wrote the song, said he actually wrote it like one of his like low points uh, of his life. But um, he was um, along with a friend and his friend actually fell in love with somebody. And that person was just so wrapped up in that particular person that they didn't see anybody else. Like it was hard for them to breathe when that person wasn't in the room. And so he was actually... Um, in a sleeping bag on a buddy's house, like on the buddy's floor, you know, sleeping out and, and basically uh, crashing type situation. But, you know, he thought that that was so beautiful that he had to write the song. So um, that was my favorite song on that particular album. That's that favorite song from that particular band. 
I love that song to death. Um, but then you got a flip side. And the flip side came at the cost of fame. And that fame came at the cost of this song, which had this song not been attached to this particular movie, this song would have been my favorite song all around. But this movie just made me like want to throw up type situations. Um, the song itself is My Hero from the same album. And the reason why I hate it so much is people automatically assume it's Varsity Blues and you are automatically right. I can't stand Varsity Blues to save my life. Um, that was oh no, negative of Texas football and like I know it was a movie based loosely based off of things that were going on in, in the time and all nine. But I was just like, oh, this is horrible. I can't watch this. I can't be a part of this. I can't. I can't do this. And what's bad is I actually tried out to be on extra on 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 set, like one of the football players, and I got cut. I didn't make it, so I was mad. Um, but yeah, that's that's my own jealousy playing a part of the situation. But yeah. Varsity Blues with Vanderbeek uh, and, and a whole little riffraff crew of, of people that they brought together and John Boyd and, and the whole nine. Like, I, I just could not stand that particular one. It, it just literally dug up under my skin. And it wasn't because it was just bad. It was just because, you know, I like like real life drama type movies when it comes to football, like Friday Night Lights. Like, that's my spiel. Like, I don't I don't too much get into the comedic side. There's only one other movie that's comedic that I would actually like and watch um, football-wise. Well, actually two. So one is Necessary Roughness, and the other one was Little Giants. Um, outside of that, I, I do the comedic side, and they had a whole lot of comedy type shit inside this movie. You know, they were trying to be serious. I couldn't take it seriously. So that killed the vibe for the song. Like the, even the video for the song, they, they literally show somebody running into a burning house and trying to pull people out and, and trying to help everybody and save everybody from inside there. And that's, that's what you want from your hero, right? But all I could think about from that damn song is I don't want your life. So, um, <laughs> outside of that, that's my love hate. That was y'all. pretty good. That was pretty good. James Vanderbeek there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but how do you feel about whipped cream? That that's my my real question. I mean, did, did that movie put you off of whipped cream? Nah, it didn't put me off of whipped cream. I was just out for the state on, like But that just let me know it was nothing there. So that's what I'm just like, whatever. Gotcha. <sighs> Another disappointment from that movie. But yeah, but what do you they- about my love hate songs? <laughs> Who wants to go? I guess I'll go. I I love the Foo Fighters. I've seen them twice. They the the two times they played that ACL. So um once before I was in a relationship, and then once after, you know. So I got to see him on his throne of guitars because <laughs> he had a broken leg uh, the the second time. But uh, yeah, no, the amazing band. Um, I that's one of their albums that I've listened to a lot. Um. I knew it was in, in Varsity Blues. For some reason, I always thought it got reused in Spider-Man, like in one of the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, or, or was it Daredevil? But okay. Or maybe it's just the trailers. The trailers used it probably. Yeah, Spider-Man was Nickelback, wasn't it? It was Chad Kroger and some other dude, but it wasn't technically Nickelback. Gotcha. <laughs> the song was called Hero. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> Okay. And that that one was kind of yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So it, that's why I get confused. But yeah. So uh, I was yeah. So I I watched Dawson's Creek when I was <laughs> when it aired. So you know, it, you know, Varsity Blues. I was okay with. 
<laughs> but uh, no, I I love both songs. Um, it, I can understand that the hate relationship for "There Goes My Hero," but I still um, I enjoy I enjoy that whole album. But yeah, the, the Everlong for sure. That one that one kind of has that better intro because it has that. It starts out with the, just that bass. It's that bass line, right? Or it's the lead guitar that the lead yeah. guitar. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that 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 lick is just like amazing because that carries the whole song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, cool. Brandon, Damon, who wants to step up next? I can. I'll. I'll step up. Because um, you, Brandon. Yeah, which is another <laughs> movie. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so I. I. I don't. I don't quite get it. Um. I don't. I don't. I don't get how you could pick my hero as uh as your least favorite Foo Fighters song. <laughs> I, I. I understand the story, but um, you're wrong. Hundred percent wrong. And uh, both songs are great. And uh, you know, do I like Varsity Blues? Eh, it's all right, I guess. Friday Night Lights is a much better movie um, and TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think both these songs are great. Like of all the Foo Fighter songs, to, to pick that as your least favorite, I just, I, I just have to disagree with you a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, and I, you know, I don't even, I don't even think that's my favorite Foo Fighters album. Like, I actually like some of the the later stuff uh, for sure. But, but to pick, you know, I, I like Everlong is a good song. It wouldn't be my favorite. Uh, my Hero's a good song, wouldn't be my favorite, but they certainly, those two songs would not be at the bottom of the list. And definitely My Hero is, no, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, Foo Fighters is great, and, uh, I completely disagree. I, I understand your, 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 uh, your, um, disappointment in Varsity Blues, but don't, don't, don't hang that disappointment on the Foo Fighters and the song. So, um, yeah. Uh, that's how I feel. Um, you're wrong. And, uh, Damon, what do you think? I think that I was an extra in Varsity Blues. <laughs> I might have already said that, though. But, uh, that's like a broken record. Here, but, yeah, I wasn't a football player. I was just in the stands. Nobody could see me. But they had really good craft services, Taj. <laughs> that's good. That, that's important. Yeah. Late nights, varsity blues. Just mm-hmm. moved here. I was a wee wee teenager actually. I was still a teenager. Was I? No, I was twenty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost. And twenty yeah. playing a teenager, like most twenty year olds play teenagers <laughs> in movies. I was a wee <laughs> Some of these like the whole Dawson's Creek like crew like, was probably at least five years older than they said they were. Yeah, <laughs> no, sure, they were know? for sure. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, the Foo Fighters are great though. Like I, I can't relate to that because I was I was an extra in the movie, so now I'm not mad at it. <laughs> so I guess I like that song. Then. But both the songs are really good, and most Foo Fighter songs don't piss me off. <laughs> so. Uh, rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know if you guys saw that his son was in the in the um, the tribute concert. He played drums, pretty cool. But uh, yeah, Dave Grohl is a great drummer, great guitarist, vocalist. The whole band is great. Um, yeah, I like I like both the songs. 
I think I like one song better than the other. Like my hero's cool, um, but I mean, yeah, that would be my least out of the two. But I like, I like all their shit. So I, I guess you lose, Dietrich. <laughs> well, I, you know, I knew it was gonna be controversial just from from the pick right. itself, but I got my own personal reasons for it, so I ain't what, tripping. Well, okay. I, I will say this: I would rather listen to Everlong than than There Goes My Hero because Ever my. There goes my hero or my hero is overplayed. Like that's one of the few songs I can agree with is overplayed. Like when you guys say overplayed, I'm like, I don't really feel it most of the time, but that one for sure. Yeah. Is it, I, I feel the overplayedness of it. Whereas Everlong is like, that's a good ditty. So, Everlong's yeah. got a better, it's a good ditty. <laughs> good ditty. <laughs> it's got a better riff than Everlong. Right. <laughs> It's got a good ditty. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Times with nothing. <laughs> but yeah, that's. What stop thinking lines. about the whipped cream, Damon? I told you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it came out. What did they yep. come out out around the time American Pie came out or something? Oh man! Everybody was everybody was using whipped cream in the movies. <laughs> on there. All right. So. <laughs> Brandon, you're up next, man. What do you got for us? This always happens when I'm critical. I'm always next. So uh, I'm what not surprised in the slightest. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I definitely grew up in the 90s and there's a lot of music that I listened to. Uh, a lot of music I liked then. A lot of music I don't like now. Um, and music I never liked then and will never like now. And uh but the one band that I do remember uh, really liking when the album came out, and I think the album still holds up today, is uh, The Counting Crows. And the album that they had uh, was uh, August and Everything After, which came out in 1993. It was their debut album. Um, this is something that I do remember buying on CD. And um, I still think the CD holds up. I still like the album. Um, I still like a lot of the songs that are on there. Um, I love singing Omaha. That one's always fun to sing. Um, but yeah, I've, I've always been a fan of uh, this album. I haven't always followed. Counting Crows. Um, I do remember they had the follow-up album, which I think was pretty successful too. But this first album, this is the one that I go back to. Um, and my favorite song by the Counting Crows, and this is my my choice track for favorite song from a '90s band. Um, well, for this for this topic, not my favorite song of the '90s, but um, my favorite song by the Counting Crows is actually Round Here. Round here. Stand up straight. That was my my choice track for for favorite song by the Counting Crows. Um, and you know, every time I hear it, I I can sing along to it. Um, I still think it's great. Like Mr. Jones is a great song too, but I just I really like Round Here, and that is definitely my favorite. I just I like the vocals, I like the I like the sound, I like I like the lyrics. Um, yeah, I like everything about it. And you know, for a song that is as old as it as it is, you know, and like I was saying, sometimes you you kind of grow out of certain things. Um, I can still return to this and still remember being 15 years old and hearing it for the first time and and i still connect to it um i cannot be said about my least favorite song about uh, by the counting crows um 
is it a bad song? I, maybe not, but I don't like it. And uh, the song that I picked, uh, my least favorite song by by them is uh, Accidentally in Love. Um, this was later in their career. Uh, it actually came out in 2004, and it was for the Shrek 2 soundtrack. It was uh, actually the opening track at the, to the beginning of the movie. Um, you know, it's not, I don't dislike the song because I just like Shrek 2 or something. Um, it's just that compared to a bunch of the other stuff that they did, um, I just, the song is too bubblegum for me. Um, it's just, I don't know. I just, yeah, come on, come on, whatever, man. Um, yeah. So that's my, my least favorite song by the Counting Crows. Uh, but round here, I still think is awesome. Um, yeah, those are my choices. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with it. Um, starting off, uh, round here was definitely a good track. Good song, good vibe. Um, I can completely see why you would hate Accidentally in Love because it sounds like it belongs on a Friends soundtrack, like the show Friends. It sounds, it literally sounds like it belongs on that damn soundtrack. So while you do hate my choice for my hate song, I don't hate your choice for your hate song because it definitely makes sense. Um, and around here, not my favorite song by them, but I definitely like it. It, it, it is on the good side of things. So yeah, not mad at you. So for, for me, uh, yeah, the, the, I have that, I have or had that, that Counting Crows album. And so, yeah, I knew around here, um, I listened to it still several times, but yeah, that song, you know, that, that shows their, their early roots, their artistry. Um, and, and I can kind of get why, why accidentally in love feels like a sellout song. Um, you know, I wasn't sure if you were going to say it was because of your disappointment in Strike Two or, or not. Uh, one thing I, I will say that is interesting about accidentally in love, which I can understand why you wouldn't like it is that song feels like it's has so few words to say about love. <laughs> like he, he says accidentally in love. I gotta say at least like 30 times in the song. And like, there's not a lot of like silence in that song. Like I think he repeats a lot of the same words. So it's like, come on, you can, you know, kind of elaborate a little bit in the song here. <laughs> But yeah, uh, but yeah, I can totally get that. Um, I know for some reason, I always thought that song was in Shrek 1 too, but maybe I know it wasn't, but it was one of those where like that song just kind of defined Shrek for forever for some reason. Um, but yeah, but I, I was okay with it. Yeah, I think you are correct. Round here is better. So I will, I will concur with that. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like it goes from like a really serious movie to like like a fart joke movie. <laughs> What's happening? He's slipping on banana peels all of a sudden. Uh, he was just crying in front of some chick's house. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's definitely a Van Wilder track. Yeah, yeah. But like, this is one. This is one of my favorite albums. But it was probably when I was younger. Like, it was more my favorite album. Maybe when I first moved to Austin. But yeah, I like I like the song a lot. Actually, around here is great. Accidentally in love is good for the movie. But I'm not gonna like throw it on when I'm you know doing artwork or you know trying to trying to get something done around the house or it's not gonna be my driving song. <laughs> so, but yeah, I agree. I think I heard that song when I went to uh, what was it Universal Studio. 
videos, and they had the Shrek thing going, and they were playing fucking accidentally in Love Song. Yeah. It does, it does annoy me a little bit, too. Just because what? it's too fucking happy. Yeah. I don't have kids, so, you know. <laughs> When plus for for being a uh, for being a, a love song, like it's very like it's not romantic. Like you're accidentally in love. Like what does that mean? Like you, you'll do, <laughs> like you'll do donkey. And all of a sudden you're happy. How <laughs> much later? It's definitely a misconception <laughs> on life for kids. <laughs> this is what it's gonna be like, kids. It's gonna be fucking clouds and. Right. On banana peels. Yeah, it's like, oh shit, I'm in love. Wow, go figure. We have yeah. to Wait, no, but, but it's like, you know, last man on the world. Like, you, we've survived the zombie apocalypse for a couple months. You know, we got our system down. You know, we ain't seen anybody else, you know. You, me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> last people on Earth. I'm just saying, accidents happen. Okay. I like, I like how <laughs> the Con Crows is like, they really do tell a story really well. And that's on especially like around here is he's like telling a story you can hear what he's saying clearly you don't have to fucking try to understand what he said mm-hmm. you know it just really paints a picture of his, his uh, 90s ponytail feelings so yeah right alrighty so Damon hit me with what you got man oh okay yeah yeah so I I, I picked a band I think I've seen them live uh, this band's called Weezer Weezer's real popular now because they did a whole bunch of like uh, tracks that were covers they have a covers album which is like freaking awesome they're really good at doing covers uh, they were kind of cheesy though when they first started like when I, I don't think I really liked Weezer as much like maybe I liked some of the songs <laughs> on uh, their albums but like for the most part I would say it's yeah definitely uh, I didn't like the sweater song <laughs> Un- was it undone the sweater song it's like it's kind of a guy it's got like a party like frat boy vibe to it and you know i've seen people like singing it and stuff i'm like maybe at karaoke or whatever i just want to punch him in the face <laughs> like shut up i don't maybe i don't like the people that like the sweater song that's what it is <laughs> the vibe it gives off maybe it's got a good meaning i don't know um uh, i haven't did a, i didn't do a deep dive into weezer's sweater song i know i know there's a story i'm pretty sure there's a story maybe one of you guys know what the story is um but yeah that that was definitely a link yeah you know i could i could definitely do without that perfect situation in a perfect situation i let love down the drain there's the pitch slow and straight all i have to do it was a cool song it came on one of their later albums and i just thought that was a good better vibe that that those were both radio hits but Weezer definitely is not a one-hit wonder band. So, like, a lot of their music is going to be on the radio. And if you thought that you didn't, you think you don't know the song, then you listen to it and you're like, oh, wait, I did hear that song. So that's kind of what, that's that's sort of how I felt when I listened to The Perfect Situation. But it's a little bit more serious, but it has, like, a really cool intro. I like the guitar. Uh, yeah, just, it's a better song. I don't like goofball shit sometimes. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I like the goofy shit. Sometimes it's just not a perfect. So don't sing the sweater song in karaoke. We <laughs> have woods in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say, um, good news, everyone. Damon will not like me. Um, 
Oh, nice. You like that fucking song? <laughs> I do, actually. Oh, damn it. Um, yeah, I I think the song had to grow on me because I really liked Buddy Holly when that came out. I think more so because I liked the music video. But um, no, man, I, I actually like the sweater song. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah I, I that is definitely not one of the worst Weezer songs by any means, for sure. Like, I'm very indifferent about Weezer. Like, I, I can't I don't know their their uh their their music that well like i know the hits but i honestly can't say i've listened to a full album except the one that had buddy holly and sweater song on it that one i know i've listened to from beginning to end and then the song that you said was your favorite i don't know if i've ever heard that song before um but you probably did (laughs) it, it was fine it was good but my my uh, my nostalgia for you know undone it, it far far outweighs any any appreciation I might have for this new track that I feel like I've never heard of before. So I'm gonna reverse your choices for me <laughs> and say undone the sweater song is a better song than your choice. Uh, but that's not Ooh. to say, it's not to say that your good choice is a bad song. I still like it, but I like undone, yeah. or I like undone better. And, uh, I am one of those people that you don't want to know. Um, so this <laughs> may be the end. Um, right. so Thanks, anyway, man. yeah, maybe, maybe I'll edit my anger level a little bit and, uh, I'll adjust it. So like some people can like the song if I were to like you, if you're sort of like a friend but if i don't know you and you like that song yeah probably um yeah so as far as the reason why you don't like undone i i kind of get it really but okay um perfect situation is is cool um it's not their worst song though their worst songs came out later um, they had an album called, uh, Pacific, what was it? Pacific Dream, Pacific Daydream. And, uh, there was a song on there called Happy Hour. And if Undone pissed you off, Happy Hour will make you slap shit out of somebody. Cause <laughs> that poppy, it's that, it's that go lucky happy. Oh, it's man. that change up the whole sound. Like it doesn't even sound like rock. It literally sounds like some, some pop shit. And it's like, what the fuck happened? So um, that's kind of how I feel about Undone. I feel, I, I think I kind of like dug it a little bit when it first came out and I was really young. Okay. And then yeah. it just kind of got annoying. So it's like, I know it's really good, popular, and maybe that's part of what pisses me off about it. Cause I know there was like better Weezer and that wasn't my Weezer. Yeah. So if you would have, if you would have said, first of all, if you would have said Buddy Holly, I, we would, we would have been squabbling somewhere. I can't say that. Yeah. That was like, like Brandon said, a good video. Like it was kind of funny. You know, like yeah. the sweater song had a good video too. But yeah. it was just so fucking overplayed. So you get it. You there get you it. Go. You overplayed this. Um, I, me personally, I wouldn't pick perfect situation over it just because I'm like, Brandon, I haven't heard it too much. I have heard it. Um, it's definitely a good song. It's just not one that I would gravitate towards. Um, but yeah, go back when you get a chance to listen to Happy Hour and see how right I was when you, you just want to throw a glass in somebody's head. It's like, <laughs> the fuck is this shit? <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> it, I'll try to throw a glass of somebody's. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to go ahead and jump in here. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, complete the hat trick. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the the other song's good. I I get it. It just the the undone is is so catchy. The the other thing I can get the annoying part of undone for some reason what popped into my head is uh undone is such so angsty and so over the top that it reminds me of. Uh, the scene in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie where the guy's dying. He's like, ah, ah, and it just keeps going way too long. But then at some point it becomes funny again because it's just so over the top angsty. Like, I'm dying. I'm just going to walk away and my sweater's getting get done. You're like, dude, like, <laughs> I think it was like, yeah, maybe it's like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode, but. Yeah, I think I already talking about like the movie where he, yeah yeah that's pretty funny where he gets to, yeah well that's undone undone it just it it's like it's that angstiness of like here I, I'm just in pain and hold this and I'm gonna walk away <laughs> and you're like what are you doing dude like <laughs> like I don't have to hold this like you can just walk away like what the, <laughs> you know what yeah it just the, the whole situation and story in it is like way over like no just. Just walk away. Like, no, we, we don't have to make this whole <laughs> metaphorical physical. Like, just get your ass out of here. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, or that family guy when Peter stubs his knee or hurts his knee. <laughs> yeah. It's time to be 45 seconds. But, oh. <laughs> 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 Exactly. That's exactly what Undone is. And and I can see why that's annoying and why you wouldn't like it. But at the same time, it's too catchy. I don't get it. Like I might just punch myself in the face. Maybe one of these days I'll be listening to this and really like it all of a sudden. And then I'll recur with Brandon and be like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. And then I'll be on the floor wondering how I got there. Yeah. No, it, I, I get I get the annoying part and why you can hate it. But I'm just saying that, yeah. It is kind of a love-hate. I mean, it's not a love-hate, but <laughs> it's like I used to like it a little bit and then I hate it. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely worked. All right, Josh, bring up the repair. What you got for it? <laughs> okay, so I I know I've been saying this a lot lately, but this thing, this thing was hard for me. Um, I really don't hate stuff because I know that I like so much trash that <laughs> uh, you hate Fanny, <laughs> the last waltz. I, yeah, I didn't say that I hated it. I just said it wasn't my cup of tea. There's a difference. Last Waltz, yeah, that I didn't get how you could hate it. I didn't hate it. Who doesn't like Thanksgiving? You hated it. I didn't hate it. I'm just go back and listen. I'll go back and listen. You disliked it a whole lot. I'm gonna take all the like really most awesome fucking musicians of that time, put them all together in a concert, and then shit at it. <laughs> That's not what I said. I didn't say I hate it. I just said it wasn't my cup of tea. Is what I said. So, so that 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 decade wasn't your cup of tea. So anyway, anyway. I found a better band than the band. You guys ready? Says Taj. No, I didn't say that. That was a hell of a setup right there. Yeah, Rolling Stone magazine's stupid. <laughs> These guys are so much better than the they're, band. They're not better than the band. Mm. I was just Tesha's, trying to make the assignment. Tesha's a uh, cousin. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
So here was the assignment as I understood it from the teacher was it had to be a 90s song from a band. It had to be a song that you liked, hated and a song you like from the same band. And I thought it had to be in the 90s. So both of my songs were in the 90s. Okay. And that wasn't easy for me because there wasn't a lot of songs I hated. So I started backwards and I picked the song I hated first and then picked the song that I liked second. Okay. Let's, let's hear what you got. What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> so the song, I, I'm going to start with the song that I picked that I hated and that was Limp Biscuits Faith. Okay. It's a cover of a George Michaels, of the George Michael song about faith. Um, that song, like, I get what they're going for on the song. I get how they're trying to totally be trashy, make fun of it. But that song just, like, it goes one step too far and just breaks it down into other chaos at the end. Like, I have no idea what you, they were, they thought they were doing with that song. Like, their point was there <laughs> until, like, the three minute mark. And then they just, yeah, I don't know. Like, the car went off the rails <laughs> and they just, they missed the point of the, <laughs> why they were doing the cover of the song Faith. Um, and so, yeah, that song came up in a list of like most hated songs in the 90s. Again, I normally don't like hate songs, but I can totally see why some people would hate that song uh, where Limp Biscuit covered Faith. And so then the song I picked, because I had to pick a Limp Biscuit song, the one I picked was Nookie. Because that song, it, I, I like the lyrics. <laughs> and plus, when you compare this to like, um, well, I'm not sure what you can compare it to. But anyway, this song it just has a brutal honesty. Like, it has an honesty that he can understand. Like, he's just being like, yeah, I, I did it for the nookie, you know. <laughs> and, you know, we're done now. So, you know, go, go F off in a sense. But yeah, it's, yeah. So I, I can respect that. So. Okay, well, Nucky. So, <laughs> yeah, I I kind of agree with you on faith, not all the way, because I know they just tried to rock the shit out of it. So it was what it was. Um, Nucky was one of those that literally got overplayed, and then, um, um, you know, that was that was like the height of their coolness. They did it all for the Nucky with him, Fred Durst, and his red hat backwards, and and like so many different like things that people were doing back in the day like I walk outside and see 50 dudes wearing red hats back and black t-shirts and and, and and khaki shorts with biker chains on them and shit so it was like okay this this is this is a style base when it comes down to the actual songs themselves uh, which one would I rather listen to more I'm almost on the fence with that because neither one I really want to hear <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not even gonna take a pick. I'm just gonna say I don't like either one. So they're both. Okay. So yeah, let's just do that. Fair enough. So. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like you pick two songs that are competing to see which is worse. <laughs> it's like it's like the Pink Flamingos of songs. Um, and if you know the movie, you know the reference. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, I just I'm questioning your taste more and more every episode. Um, and I get it. Like you said, you had difficulty picking it, but come on, man, Limp Biscuit, like. Like, even just admitting that, like, Nookie's not that bad. Like, really? Um, 
Yeah, dude. I mean, no, I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't like either choices. Um, I don't know which one's worse. I don't really want to hear them ever again. <laughs> and uh, let's just leave it at that. I'm just I'm just flabbergasted by your uh, your selection sometimes. <laughs> I can understand that. So, okay. So just to, well, I'll let get Damon go and then I'll retroly ask, ask something. Then I think the best thing for you to do is just not talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Damon. Yeah. This is like a weird pair of sneakers that like was cool for about a year. Like the Nikes came out with like a really cool sneaker. Everybody loved it. And then they just, you know, you never hear about it again. I don't know what Fred Durst is doing today, but. Uh, maybe he's getting another tattoo. I don't know. He directed a movie. Oh, really? Yeah, with John Travolta. Oh, well, fuck. I guess he found some cool shit to do. What movie? I think it's like <laughs> The Fanatic or something like that. Oh, well, shit. All hell, Fred Durst. But <laughs> your music was weird, and you were fucking weird before. Maybe you're cool now. <laughs> Um, Lucky, I mean, that, that would be like the better one. The remake of Faith can fuck off. <laughs> Cause right. that's a weird ass piece of shit. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. No, no hard feelings. Don't, gotcha. don't kick my ass if I ever run into yep. you. <laughs> You're fine. I think, well, I mean, I'm not worried about you, but like Fred Durst, if I ever meet Fred Durst. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to back down. Fuck that. <laughs> Damon just said Taj does not intimidate him. <laughs> <laughs> Let the record show. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. <maybe. laughs> All right. Do not get it misconstrued or 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 fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, Fred Durst. You know, he was on the border of doing something bad, or I don't know. It seemed like he was ready to kill somebody or break some shit every every five seconds. I think he had some. Uh, didn't he have a song like "Break Somebody's Face Tonight" or something? Give me something to break. Was that Fred Durst? Yeah, between him and Kid Rock had the same kind of energy. Yeah. Was, you know, it was all industry led to say, you know, fuck the world type situation. But you can't really just say that it was part of their lifestyle because they switched up so damn much. Mm. So it's what it is. Gotcha. There's there's something to be like in the middle of the song, Nookie, like some of like the, the instrumental, like the, you know, like the soundboard they're using or whatever the fuck they're using to make all the fucked up noise. Like some of it actually sounds kind of cool. Mm. Uh, but like that's like just like parts of the songs. I didn't have like, a bad beat throughout the song, like the middle to the end. It was kind of cool. But like in the beginning, yeah, it was definitely like it's just like this weird kind of sweater song beat, you know, <laughs> it's got that like this is real catchy. Let's all go to a frat party and act like a bunch of assholes yeah that's kind of <laughs> that's what i got out of that so you sound outside looking in there david <laughs> like this, yeah, maybe this. That, <laughs> yeah that was kind of me that was that was me for some parts of my life yeah gotcha but uh yeah exercise the demons yeah Which, so, so, so just realize that like I could have done that or I could have done Tall Bachman's She's So High as my like song and then like Darker Side of Blues as the hate song. <laughs> but that's only because like the only one song I liked on that whole album was <laughs> She's So High. <laughs> and then like the rest of the album is like, what is this? Like you, a false bill of sale. <laughs> like there is nothing else on this album that I like. <laughs> that's another annoying hit. <laughs> <laughs> 
The hits aren't always good. I just gotta say, it's sometimes suck ass, dude. Yeah, they don't hold up. I know, I know. So, yeah, okay. I'm just saying that that was my runner up. So, I didn't have a lot of good choices. <laughs> Understood. What was that, Brandon? Brandon, you're muted. Yeah, you're muted. Sorry, I was trying to not say much more. <laughs> um, <laughs> You might regret what you say um, (laughs) about Limp Bizkit. Um, All right. Well, I think that Needle has hit the end of side A, and I think that was a choice by the record because it does not want to talk anymore about Limp Bizkit. So why don't we go ahead and flip the record to side B, drop that needle on side B. Diedrich, you had homework for us for this episode. Uh, what what was that homework? That homework was an album uh, released 2016 by a Canadian Egyptian artist by the name of Ram Riddles, and the album was called V. And so to get into a little bit of Ram Riddles, you gotta kind of understand where he's coming from, right? So he's from uh Mississauga, which is a uh a Providence, like in Ontario, right next to Toronto. Like, literally, they got a whole bunch of bus stations in the area and people riding on those buses to go between wherever their Calgary or whatever stops are going and go through there in order to get to Toronto. So it's literally hop, skip, and a jump right there. Um, I think he's what, 28 now, but he was uh, pretty much in high school going into university um, or grade school going into university uh, around 2014 when he was just basically playing around with music. Um, he wasn't serious about the situation. Uh, he was literally in school, um, trying to do something with his life, but he was also a mall rat. So at the time, uh, he had a couple of friends who had friends who were heavily involved in music and trying to do stuff. And so he was just joking around with it. And one day in between a session that he was actually involved in, um, not, not like actually being a part of the artistry, but just sitting back and watching like somebody else create music. Um, he got with the producer because he was humming this thing in his head and he said, girl, I know you wanna smoke this marijuana. And from that point on, um, they, the producer said, Hey, I kind of like that. It's cool. He said, do you want to make a track? And so, yeah, he made the track. And the track wound up being a song called Sweeter Man. So in 2015, he actually released a project called a P2P, which is basically like a mixtape, but actually they considered it as his first album release. Um, that song Sweeter Man was on that album and it released it through, you know, Canada and, you know, everybody picked up on that particular song because of the sound that came out of it. It was like a Caribbean slash, uh, the rhythmic Afrobeat-ish type style. And it got so popular around Toronto that Drake actually got a hold of it. And then Drake turned around and asked if he could do like a remix or a cover of it. So when Drake did it and came out with Sweeter Man in 2016, same year, um, it like blew the song up and blew the artist up. And so, um, he was one of those artists that were on the rise. So, uh, that was 2015 going into 2016. 2016, he actually released this album and this was like his first officially release. Um, and this particular album itself had a lot of those, you know, rhythmic Caribbean style songs that he was coming with. His verses are very juvenile. 
um, juvenile to the point where like you know the kids like in eighth grade talking about girls like trying to get them to jump on their on their ball sack or some shit like that. Like that's that's where he's coming from. But you know, the rhythms and and the choruses and the hooks is what kind of brought people in. So what happened is that he uh, was actually failing out of university. So he decided to become an artist full time. And so that's where the situation came in, where he actually started making money on shows. He didn't too much want to be involved in like um, trying to go like mainstream, so to speak, uh, because he was living like a hard lifestyle at the time. So really and truly, he was just naive to the whole music industry. And and really got caught up in the drugs and stuff like that, but he's kind of balanced it out since then. And um, like when I say he's underground, he's technically underground for the fact that he has not had any hit or records like on charts. Um, when I say charts, like he hasn't broke Billboard top 100, he hasn't been awarded any any awards or anything. But the style and the direction of that Caribbean style, Drake said it himself in May 5th, May, yeah, May 5th of 2020. He said he wouldn't have touched any of his songs that he did with Rihanna or any of the actual like Caribbean style songs. None of the artists would have done that had he not listened to Ram Riddles. So Ram Riddles is being, uh, being, you know, functioned as the person who brought in the Caribbean style to pop music, so to speak, um, of this new generation. So uh, he's full Egyptian. His family is Egyptian. Um, he, uh, says that to any and everybody that asks him, no, he's not black. He's not white. He's not anything in between. He's Egyptian. And, um, he definitely has Middle East roots. Um, he definitely uh, brings that out in some of his songs and videos and whatnot. Um, he's got a plethora of songs and videos that he releases. But on this particular album, there was one song that stood out more than the rest. And it was a song called Badman. <laughs> B-L-D-M-O-N, which, you know, in, over in uh, UK and, and, and those, that side of the world, Badman is a gangster. Badman is, uh, is uh, somebody that's, that's not to be messed with, somebody not to be played with. It's, it's definitely somebody that's of a, a, a like a criminal stint, so to speak. But in his reaction, or what he was trying to say is, you know, I'm a Badman, like females can't get around me. I'm a, he's a glorified fuckboy. So to speak. So I know all of this all of this background kinda sounds like, you know, like why the fuck are we listening to him? Well, it's because this particular album set off a wave of Caribbean, like Afrobeach ish style beats and, and movement. And basically somebody that's not really a singer, but somebody that's singing on top and doing some kind of harmony on top in order to make it give it like a vibe music. So for the, the now generation of vibe music, he was the one that kind of set that wave going. And him being the same age as the artists are now back then, um, he kind of set the mood on how to do vibe music without actually putting it in a particular genre. So, you know, his style is definitely crazy. And if you listen to him do any interviews or, or when he does do interviews, he'll tell you himself, I don't stick to any genre. I just like what I like. So he's performed with, uh, Playboy Party. 
He's performing with uh, other different artists. He doesn't really like speaking on the Drake situation because Drake basically redid a song and he didn't get paid for it. Um, so that's why he doesn't really talk about that. But for the most part, this particular album was set it apart. That song, Bob Mount, is the one that's my favorite because that's the first thing that I heard of him. And then I went back and researched dead other songs and then found out he had a whole plethora of other albums and things that he dropped. But in this situation, Bob Mine was that whole Caribbean vibe that you play in the club and it just rocks. And every time that I put that in my playlist, everybody's asking me, who is that artist? Where is the song coming from? This is something I can vibe to. Where can I download it? That sort of thing. He does not tour the U.S. Uh, for whatever reason, he can't get his visa cleared and get to come over here. Um, he definitely goes around all the other places. He'll go to Ireland. He'll go to UK. He'll, he'll stay in UK. He'll go to Toronto. He'll go to, you know, um, Spain. He'll, he'll be all over the place. But for whatever reason, he just not has been able to be allowed inside the United States yet. So we're still trying to figure that out in order to get him in. Once you get him in, um, like he's got a cult following wherever he goes, he sells out a show. Like you've got literally 35,000 people waiting for his next tour to start so they can start buying his tickets for it. So he's definitely kept a cult following throughout the years. Um, he just released an album, um, in July and he's got another song. Uh, that's the main title of that, that particular album. So, um, we'll talk about that a little bit further, but for right now, this is where we're at and this is the person that I brought up and y'all tell me what y'all think about the album. And the real reason why I picked this album, uh, in general is because that theme that we were just talking about on side A, the love hate, I definitely have a song on here that I can't stand. And I'm, I'm kind of mad the fact that he even put it out, but, um, uh, his name is Rami. Uh, Videl uh, Ramani, and that's where Ram Riddles comes from. And actually, the Ram Riddles was a part of his uh, Instagram account. Uh, that's where he named his Instagram account. He didn't have any other title to it. He just thought it sounded cool, and that's where he got it from. So, y'all tell me what y'all think about Ram Riddles. Really quick, what was your least favorite song then? Oh my God. My least favorite song, the one that I really can't stand, is a, it's a track that I I can deal with juvenile shit because it's just me. But when it comes to like actually putting songs out, like I don't know. Um, I can't really get with certain particular songs, and this one just kind of rubbed it the wrong way. The least favorite one on here, uh, it's got to be cider. <laughs> um, it just it. Oh, it, that's Taja's favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I cider is pretty good. Tastes good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cider itself tastes good and feels good, but um, for the most part, like the album itself, I know y'all probably gonna trash it out, but even still, I'm not tripping on that because Bob Man like hells up to the test of time. It still sounds good now because it's such a unique Bob. Um, other songs that are on here that are pretty good. Hey, Mr. Ramrod, uh, come see me. Uh, his other singles actually sound like really good, really professional. Like if you were to put them up against some of the songs that are out now, you would actually sing in comparison. But y'all tell me what you think. I guess uh, I'll go. <laughs> so, do, do you think, do you like yeah. it? Uh? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Diedrich, this is one WAP of an album. Like, <laughs> damn, th- this is juicy. Like, this is a juicy album. Like, oh. there's stuff all over the place on this album. <laughs> Like a different podcast you're supposed to be on. <laughs> like, like it, it, I expect one song, but like the whole album, like you, what the, <laughs> like, 
yeah, the, that part took me a bit to get through. But the one thing that's crazy about it is like, I don't find it, it I get the juvenile part, but I don't find yeah. it disrespectful. Like, he just being like macho alpha male and being like, hey, if you want it wet, I can get it wet. Like, he's not like putting them down, calling them a bitch into his hose. He's just like, I'm just saying, I, I got a job that I can do if you want me to do it. <laughs> and that's pretty much what this whole album is. Like, <laughs> He is a horn son of a gun. <laughs> right. Music is definitely a part of that. Some music is drug written, but for the most part, um, yeah, he's definitely a horn little, little son of a bitch. And, uh, he has no problem with expressing that. Right. <laughs> clearly, clearly. Um, so, so it, it's funny that you hate cider. It, it wasn't my pick, but cider is one of those like it, that it's, it's interesting, but he's playing really thick on like the double entendre and like the, he's trying to play accent and make it, but it sounds like something, but yeah, no, for me, my pick would probably, and I know it's probably really poppy, but left and right. is is the one i like i mean i do like uh the come see me that one or the the last one at the end which i don't know how to pronounce but the 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 mama man, man, man. yeah manana man manana yeah is it manana but come he on, sings Tash. it different. yeah but, yeah <laughs> but yeah yes. left and right yeah. for me so yeah, I, and for me, I I wish I liked it more than I did. Um, it was very, I don't know. I just I felt very underwhelmed listening to it. Um, you know, I, I definitely try to go in with like an open ear, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a lot of the songs sounded very similar to me, and uh, I thought maybe upon second list, second uh, listen, like they would be more distinctive or wouldn't blend together. But I felt like a lot of songs blended together for me. And I don't know. Um, I'm not sure why that is. Um, I think the first listen I maybe enjoyed more, but then the second listen, I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I like it that much. Um, and then I was trying to pick a song that I liked and I kind of skimmed through them and I'm like, wait, wasn't that the last song? So, um, yeah, it was just, it was all right. The thing that, the thing that I, and I could be completely wrong, but I felt like there was a lot of auto tuning and, oh, and, it, and, it, and it drove me insane. I could, I can't stand it. Um, I'm not a big fan of auto tune. I know it's used a lot, but it was, it was just too much for me. And I think it just took me out of it listening to it. Um, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what it'd be like if it was stripped down. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just didn't really blow me away. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't my bag. Um, gotcha. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was all right. I mean, if you had to pick a song, what would you pick? I would probably go, and I'm looking at it right now, and I'm hoping that I remember correctly because, like I said, I'm like, wait, which one's which? Um, would either it would probably either be the first track, Venus. Or they come see me only because you know it kind of broke it up a little bit with a with a female vocal. Um, right. But then that auto tune is painful sometimes uh, on that song and many of the songs for for me. So yeah, it was 
So it was one? it was music. Which, and, one, uh, which one do you pick, though? I told you. Wait, I, I say I say Venus or come see me. Does it matter? Yes. I've already I've already stated how I feel about it. Is it really going to change pick my a opinion? Song, Brandon. Pick well, a song, Brandon. Because because the new format. For the new <laughs> then you know what? I'm just going to pick Bodman or whatever. Because <laughs> Diedrich said it's good, so there you go. <laughs> Bodman's your song. That's your song. Yeah, Diedrich <laughs> said it's good, so he knows what he's talking about. So sure, make it that one. Do you like Bodman? <laughs> That's kind of what I got out of that. Does it doesn't matter. It's not. We're not picking those tracks. So come on. I thought we were for the new season. All right. Oh, I I, 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 I don't know. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, I would probably pick. I would probably pick. Uh, I'd probably pick, pick the first one, Venus. Venus probably. Okay. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Because it was uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah. So just uh, just to let you know, first two albums, <laughs> um, P2P and Venus were both about pussy. Um, P2P is pussy too pink. <gasps> what? Was, oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, man. yeah. Just look at the album cover, man. Come on. Yeah, literally. Yeah, what was I looking at? Like a butthole or a vagina? I'm not really sure what. The... <laughs> it's a yeah. it's a it's peach, a... right? Peach and a flower bud, and yes, that's yeah. that's where you're coming from with it. So yeah, that looks like a vagina. Yeah, that's that was the idea. So that's what I said. The juvenile thought process is definitely there. Um, yeah, he's a horn dog, but you know, he puts it to music, so it is what it is. I could see, yeah, this is a uh, album's definitely like sex time. You know, it's like yeah. a European club with a bunch of rich people, aristocrats just hanging out all sweaty, you know, listening to Mr. Ram, Mr. Ram, hey, Mr. Ramrod, yeah. yeah, Mr. Ramrod was my pick. <laughs> Okay. I thought it had a cool vibe. It had a little bit of the, the high tones in it. The colors like a chick in the background singing. Kind mm-hmm. of like, that. like Brandon said, it breaks it up a little bit. I don't think it was a bad album, actually. So, um, overall, it was pretty good. I think this would do really well in, in like, movies. I think that uh, it probably has, like, they probably could, if they have a lot of videos, does he have a lot of music videos? Or he has a lot of music videos. He's come out with... Yeah. Um, every album he's released at least four videos for songs or singles on there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, actually, this is, and this is, I always love when you pick your albums, like, your albums uniquely are, like, stuff I haven't heard of that I would never think to listen to. Mm-hmm. So this is like, it opened up this, like, weird, like, window to a Jamaican vibe, uh, dance club kind of, like, kind of album. Like, this is all, like, club music, right? Yeah. Mostly, this is something you hear in a club. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could picture it, like, selling really well, like I said, with the commercials and, and movies. And It is kind of trendy, but I don't want to say he's a bad artist because he's trendy. I feel like he got kind of, he's kind of locking himself in on this album a little bit to be stereotyped, you know, to sound like other, like Justin Bieber, and, you know, artists but like that, that. That's the point. She came out with this style before Justin Bieber and other artists did. Right. So just, just well, we didn't for the, know him before right, Justin Bieber was the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a problem or, you know, like this is this just isn't going to be someone's cup of tea there's going to be a lot of people that are just like i i can't really understand why it's good it sounds a lot like other artists you know yada yada and in a way that's true but then it's a that's true about a lot of musicians but it it is definitely like synthesized but you know what synthesized music was great in a lot of other genres too and it was Mm -hmm. like huge in the 80s coming back
back now. Coming back in a different way. I feel mm-hmm. like it is. It used to be like rock used synthesizers or like pop. And now it's stuff like this. Right. They, you know, they'll still use it and stuff, but like this is def, it's definitely heavy on it, but this sounds like a really heavy studio album too. Like they did a lot of time in the studio with this, which is really cool. I respect that. Yes. I, I really like Hey Mr. Ramrod. Cider's not bad. And if I like the whole album because it's like a slow album and it's kind of it's kind of a good vibe chill album, that's what I like about it. Yeah, it's not meant to be serious. It's actually a vibe album. Unlike Lupe, Lupe's album was supposed to be serious and intent and had a couple of bright spots. This is all literally supposed to be about fun. But it's about the fact that this is like an industry's artist. Like right. your artist's favorite artist is somebody that you never knew or heard of, but it's somebody that holds their own weight. And, you know, for for me being a DJ and trying to listen to as much music as I can listen to, when I came across this particular artist, I thought, okay, he's going to blow up. He's going to be over in the States. And it never materialized. Half of that has to do with his juvenile content. Like you, you, right. you can't just going around saying pussy too pink and, and thinking everybody's going to jump on that. With that being said, um, you know, he definitely has a particular sound and whether it's just the, the production behind it. Cause I, I, I agree with you, Brandon. The auto tune is way over top. Like I, I know he doesn't have a voice like that. But with that being said, um, it was coming out during a time where other artists weren't touching Caribbean beats, weren't touching uh, Afrobeat style, weren't touching like this type of like Mediterranean type flow uh, that was coming around. And then when Drake jumped on it and everybody else jumped on it after the fact, it kind of set the trend moving forward. So this was, if anybody wants to know around 2015, 2016, when music started changing up from being just straight hardcore rap, this is the reason why, because artists were coming and listening to artists like Ram Rivers. Gotcha. Excellent. All right. So, um, Damon got some, uh, homework there for us. Damon. I do. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's going to make anybody happy or mad or, and it's weird because you were like, you almost, you almost guessed it earlier. You didn't mm. guess it, but you almost did. <laughs> I actually mentioned this artist a few times, and I I think I uh, mentioned possibly this album, or I was hinting to it. But uh, this is a it's definitely a popular artist, and it's a popular album now, probably because of her height and her comeback. Uh, but this is Miley Cyrus, <laughs> and I think you had, you thought your your guess was that it was Hannah Montana, but you know pretty close, but not at all because it's not the same type of thing at all. So, uh, but the uh, the album is called Plastic Hearts. This is a newer album. Uh, I tend to go with like stuff after the '90s or '90s. That's that's as far back as I. Sometimes I go to '80s too, but uh, I'll pick new stuff too, and I'm not afraid of that. But uh, yeah, so. That is my album pick, and I think that you're either going to like it or you're going to hate it. You might be surprised by it. If you've heard it, cool. If not, then it's a good, I think it's a good treat. There's some covers on there. There's one that I did already use. <laughs> so you might have, you might have actually seen the album because of that, but I think the album's worthy. Okay. I'm trying to good. switch it up a little bit with the uh, picks, but yeah. You see Tosh smiling from ear to ear, so you know it's something like that. I, no, I, I haven't listened to it. I'm willing to try it. I think she I'm smiling because my my next two picks I know are already going to piss people off. So 
<laughs> I think Miley Cyrus deserves a shot a little bit. Yeah. For yeah. sure. More than a little bit. This is an artist that made a comeback and changed change things around. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Josh, go ahead and uh, do your rundown. Alright. Uh, well, you can find us on choicetracks.com. Ends with a Z. Or email us at choicetracks at gmail.com. Uh, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go ahead and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. <laughs> and I'm DJ. Uh, we're gonna pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those choice tracks.